Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. said it but happy thanksgiving so now my question for you is this it's thanksgiving on a scale between one and ten one being the lowest and i would probably wouldn't say this out loud but how thankful are you really the question is it's thanksgiving how thankful are we in our lives so here's what i want you to do i want you to turn to the person beside you And I want you to tell them three things. Yes, three. So don't tell stories. Three things that you're thankful for. Go ahead. Share with somebody beside you three things you're thankful for. Okay, so now follow up. Now that you've shared three things you're thankful for, if I was to ask you now, between a scale of one to ten, did your number actually increase? Do you all of a sudden feel, you know what, actually I feel a little more thankful. It's amazing what we can do when we actually vocalize our thankfulness. See, what happened was we just forced you not to reflect on your life. I didn't force you to tell the person beside you what your week was like. What I did was force you to tell the person beside you three things you were thankful for. And already I saw smiles come across people's faces that I could tell already were like, he's still preaching. We have food and lunch. Now some of you are even more thankful because I just reminded you there's food and lunch at home. But do you realize that your week didn't change? A few seconds before, a couple minutes before, when you were like, well, am I thankful, am I not? Where am I on this scale of 1 to 10? Do you realize nothing changed except your focus? All that happened was your focus changed. I made you go, what am I thankful for instead of what's going on in your life? See, whatever is going on in your life, is still there, but when you shift your focus for a minute to go, what am I thankful for? Immediately your spirit changes. Your heart changes. Because what you have to understand is no matter what is going on in your life, there are still things to be thankful for. Summer Allen, she uh, is a doctor, and she wrote this in an article, The Science of Gratitude. She says, this, a growing number of studies suggest that gratitude may make people physically healthier and adopt healthier lifestyles. If you're sitting here this morning, you're like, hey, I, before I got here, you know what? I feel like I should change some of my health. I should feel some, like change some lifestyles. Science is proving that you just change the way you think. Start to be thankful. 
Start to be thankful for the things you have in your life and your lifestyle will change. We were watching a movie as a family and it was about uh, breakdancing. So I was really highly engaged because, you know, that's what I like to do in my spare time. <laughs> for those that are visiting, they're laughing because they know it's not a chance. But the coach said this as they were preparing for a championship. This was his saying, think as a champion. And the team would repeat back, be a champion. I'm not here to be a psychologist this morning. I'm going to talk to you about scripture. But what I want to show you is how sometimes science now is catching up with what scripture says. You say amen but do you change the way you think knowing the promises of God? See, not as many amens. And I'm not picking on you, but how many of us can amen this? We know what the Bible says. It's just really hard to live. Right? I honestly believe that if you grew up in church, I stand up here every week and there's a lot of stuff I share with you that you don't go, man, I didn't know that. I think it's a reminder for us of what the promises of God say. Gratitude actually makes us happy. And do you want to know something about God? How many, how many parents do I have in the room? Or how many people in the room have parents? What I'm testing for is just seeing if people respond. So if you have your hand down, I just want you to know it's purely just out of a rebellious heart. <laughs> I don't have a parent. I just miraculously showed up one day. All of you have parents. Let me ask you a question in regards to your parents. Did your parents appreciate it when you complained all the time or when you said thank you? <laughs> when we complained, it got us more work. Yet we question why sometimes with God it takes so long. What if we shifted our thought process and we looked at God as a heavenly father and we believed that he was a good father and what if we began to say thank you to God about everything? What if we begin to realize and humbly approach life and realize that everything you have, everything. I heard somebody in the front row be thankful for socks, thankful for candles. I just want you to know there's nothing more thankful I can be for sometimes than brand new socks. Ankle socks. If they go higher than the ankle bone, no thanks. But there is something about putting new socks on that just feels so incredible. But when was the last time you got a new pair of socks and you actually thanked your parents for them? Oh, most likely they bought them for you. (laughs) 
How many of us, when we put gas in the car, we thank God? I know immediately, like, Chad, do you know what the gas prices are? It's Thanksgiving weekend. They went up 10 cents. But it doesn't change the fact that God has still given you a vehicle. And he's given you the finances to put gas in the vehicle. What if we began to thank God for the little things? What if you have dinner all ready for today? And you serve it. And it's cooked good. The potatoes turned out. The gravy's amazing. The dressing's incredible. You know how the turkey, like the skin is crispy, but it's still juicy? Right now, most of the men in the room are like, Chad, just be quiet. (laughs) But how many of us not only thank the cook, but what if, cook, you thank God? See, Psalms 104, the moment I begin to read it, you'll know it, but it says, enter his gates with, into his courts with, give to him and praise his name. What if this verse doesn't just pertain to Sunday mornings? What if you open every day, not just church services with this verse? Hey, I want God's presence in my life. God, I want you to walk with me all day long. So what if you begin to thank him in the morning? What if you praised him during the day? Instead of waking up, putting our feet on the floor, getting up and going, oh, my body hurts. Oh, I forgot to get the coffee ready. Oh, we're out of cream. Oh, I got that meeting today. Oh, I have to work with so-and-so. Because all you know is the other person's waking up going, oh, I have to work with so-and-so. What if we wake up and we say, thank you, Lord, that I can actually get out of bed? Father, help me to be a good example with my coworkers. Thank you for my job. Because without my job, I couldn't make ends meet. Without my job, I couldn't buy socks for my kids. Without my job, I couldn't pay for overpriced gas. I'll just say it so you guys just can just relax and your mind can concentrate on what I'm saying. When we have a heart of thanksgiving, it's the entrance to God's presence. That's how you walk into his presence. We are instructed to give him thanks, give him praise. Now, here's the amazing thing for your life. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. That means if you walk in his presence, if you enter his courts, you enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise, you will have freedom. Do you know what also comes with freedom? Peace. 
joy. It's all there for us. But here's the amazing thing. When we start off with Thanksgiving, we thank God for all the things in our lives. You're supposed to thank him for everything, good and bad. See, we thank God for the good things. This makes common sense. Hey, God, I thank you for the good things because, well, they're good. God, I thank you for the difficulties. I thank you for the challenges. I thank you for what I'm walking through because I don't walk through it alone and through the challenges, through the difficulties is where you mold me, is where you shape me, is where I become more Christ-like. It's where you shape my heart. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 6 and 18, it says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Here is why. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in good circumstances. I wish that's what it said. I wish this is what the scriptures told us. I wish this is what Paul wrote. Hey, in good times, give thanks. But he says in all circumstances. Can I let you know something? Not every part of my life is perfect. I would tell you besides my wife, there's probably no area of my life that's perfect. For all the men in the room, that's called bonus points. <laughs> but we give thanks in all circumstances. I'm learning in my life that when I go through the difficulties, that's where God really speaks to me. That's where he really walks with me. That's where he's close. You want to know why? Because I need him. So guess who gets closer? I do, not him. So if you're in the thick of it, if you're in the middle of it, begin to thank him because he's right there with you. And he's actually teaching and molding you. See, the difficulty is for us is we will rejoice, we will pray, we will give thanks when things are going great. We'll even do it sometimes when things are going okay, but we really have a hard time to give thanks when things are difficult. Because if we're honest, what goes through our minds sometimes is, does God not understand how much I sacrifice for him? Does God not understand how much of my life I sacrifice for him? I give him time. Do you know that I wake up early to spend time with him? Does God not understand every Sunday morning when my friends go golfing, when my friends go play hockey, when my friends go fishing, I'm in church. Does God not understand? Does God not understand that I give a tenth of what I make, a tithe to the church? Does he not understand the financial difficulties? God, I sacrifice for you. There's nothing perhaps more greater picture of total dependence than an infant 
rooting around to try to get milk from its mom. The toddler may insist on holding a cup of milk by himself, but he's just as dependent on his parent to provide it. You realize the dairy farmer who owns the cow that produces the milk is just as dependent on his creator to provide the straw needed to feed his cows. What you have to realize is that at some point in our growth and our development, most of us begin to think we've arrived at a point of independence where we make the mistake of thinking about taking on more responsibility and becoming more independent. But never have we, nor will we ever create our own necessary food or universe in which it is cultivated or the people who grow it or the teeth that will crush it or the saliva that begins to break it down or the stomach that digests it or the biological system that delivers it to the individual cells of our body. We don't create this. See, at the height of our abilities... We only ever play a small role in providing for ourselves. But I don't know about you, it doesn't stop us from looking at our success and thinking, I got this. I'm good. I can do this on my own. See, the truth of the matter is that we don't have this. You don't have it. But God has you. God has us Just let something happen in our lives that takes a tiny part of our independence away and we will very quickly come to the realization of just how totally dependent we are on God. See, the point of this, the point is that God has a purpose not just for the provisions he provides, but even for the trials that seem to set us back, blind and arrogant as we can be. Our total dependence on God we often read his help. We often need his help to see the truth. And sometimes that help comes in the form of helplessness. Second Corinthians 12 verse 9 says this, but he says to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. When you're going through a hard time and you can't handle it anymore, perfect. When you feel like you're going to break and you can't do it on your own and you need God, perfect. See, here's what we have to understand. What I think is going to break me what you think is going to break you, you're still here. So God hasn't let it break you. He's actually using it to strengthen you. If you understand how muscle develops, it actually rips. And it's when it heals itself that it crosses up to make itself stronger, and that's what makes it grow. But there's no strengthening without ripping. If you feel like God is ripping you, if he's pressing you, he's strengthening you. 
He's growing you. I'm walking through some stuff, but I'm thankful because he's working. My marriage is going through some stuff, but I'm thankful because he's working. Ephesians 5.20 says this, give thanks for everything. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks no matter what you're going through. See, what happens is when we're trying to give thanks in the hard times, our minds are running. We're thinking about things we shouldn't think about. Our minds are going crazy, and we're thinking about all the bad things that can happen. But when we begin to turn our minds to what we're thankful for, our brain can shift to some of the good possibilities that can happen. I don't know about you, but it's so easy for me to rhyme off the negative things in life, the cons in life. I have to stop, like I made you stop today, to think about the positive things, even in the middle of the storms. Because here's what you have to realize. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says this. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything that you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. See, I, I can't understand everything that God does. And if you're in a place where you can't understand what he's doing, that's okay. Here is why. He is God, we are not. I will never be able to explain to you everything that God does. Because he is God. I am not. The moment I think I can explain to you everything about God is the moment I put the God, the heavenly father, the creator of all things into this small little area. And if we're honest, it's just too thick for him to get into. When you don't understand, it's perfect. When you're in a place where you don't know what to do, but you just need to hold on to him, it's perfect. Because he never wanted you to do this life alone. He wanted you to walk with him. We need to keep our thoughts in check. We need to make sure they line up with what he's saying. See, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, it says this, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Do you know that you can demolish arguments and pretensions that are in your head? Do you know that you can take captive the thoughts that are in your head? You have this ability I just want you to know sometimes what I literally do is just when I hear a thought or I think something that is not of God, I immediately am like, these are not my thoughts. These are not God thoughts. God, I don't want to have these thoughts. If they're negative or complaining thoughts, we confess to God. And then we ask God what his thoughts are. We begin to ask God, God, what are your thoughts in this area? 
And then you listen to his voice and he will speak to you. And then you begin to repeat them out loud so you hear them. And you begin to speak the promises of God. You begin to ask him for scripture. God, can you point me to some scripture that I need to read today? Let somebody else share scripture that's going to help me understand your thoughts. See, the only way to take captive of my thoughts is make sure that my thoughts align with God. When you're complaining, when your thoughts are negative, we take capture our thoughts and we ask God. Because see, once we take capture of them, we need to fill them with Jesus Christ. Colossians 3.15 says this, and let the people that come from Christ rule in their hearts, in your hearts. Sorry, let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. See, when we take captive our thoughts, there's a peace that comes from Christ that will rule in your heart. And when your heart has peace, your heart has love, when your heart has joy, it tells us that what comes out of our mouth comes from our heart. So the things we say actually come from our heart. What I need is Jesus in my heart. When Jesus rules in my heart, it brings peace, it brings joy. Summer Allen, she writes in her article, she says this. In one study, university students reported more higher order gratitude, which includes thanking others, thanking God, cherishing blessings, appreciation, appreciating hardships, and cherishing the moment. Also reported more life satisfaction and positive effect. Science is catching up that when we're thankful and when we thank the Lord, it actually improves our life. See, when you thank God, then you can have life, as Jesus said, to the fullest. You can have it to the fullest. A life more satisfying, it will bring a more positive effect in your life. We have to remember what the psalmist wrote. Psalms 100. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge the Lord is God. And sorry, acknowledge the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. You're supposed to shout with joy. Worship him with gladness. Come to him with joy. Acknowledge this is a key one. We need to acknowledge that he is Lord. Not you, not me. He rules in our lives. And then remember, as we read at the beginning, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his holy name. This Thanksgiving, what if we all started new? What if we started thankful what if we take captive the negative complaining thoughts that we have what if we trust the father what if we thank him and praise him every day 
not just thanksgiving. Let's pray. Worship or prayer team, will you come? And let's stand together as we close. I want to pray over you. And just before I do that, I just want to remind you that these here are on your seats, not to make the chair uncomfortable. But this is here for you to invite somebody to church. So I'm going to ask you to take these home with you. Find a neighbor, invite them out to church. If you came into the house this morning, and as I share about being thankful, maybe you are in the thick of it. Maybe you're like, Chad, I know I'm supposed to be thankful, but it's so hard. Another way to be thankful, another way to press through difficult times is to have others pray with you, to lift you up, to encourage you. And so there's people across the front, and they're here to pray with you this morning. And so if you're here and you need prayer, please don't leave this place without coming to the front and letting them pray with you. So Father, I thank you for Thanksgiving. I thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to come into your house and to worship you, to praise you, to celebrate who you are. Father, I pray that we never lose sight of how amazing you are and how much you love us. And that, Lord, no matter what's going on in our lives, we have something to be thankful for. Pray, Father, that we start each day with being thankful. That we thank you for the blessings that we have. And so, Lord, as we go from this place, let us be that thankful light. Let us bring a different light, a different color, a different flavor to life because people see us and they see something different. And so, Lord, use us today. Bless us. Keep us safe as we travel to see family. But, Lord, let us be people of a thankful heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving. Please, if you need prayer, go find somebody to pray with. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.